welcome to a bonus episode of the Gorilla Brain Podcast in which we call The Spotlight. And today we're going to be talking about the cult classic horror, Event Horizon. Oh my god. What happened to your eyes? Where am I going? We won't need eyes to see. So to give a little backstory on Event Horizon, it was released August 15th of 1997, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who went on to fame what I would say Mortal Kombat, and then would go on to do Resident Evil and then Soldier and a bunch of other films that were incredible. So I'll read you this synopsis now. When the Event Horizon, a spacecraft that vanished years earlier, suddenly reappears, a team is dispatched to investigate the ship. However, it soon becomes evident that something sinister resides in its corridors, and that the horrors that befell the Event Horizon's previous journey are still present. Now, if you take a look at the popular review sites like IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, and things like that, this movie is completely shit on and underrated. But if you only knew the horrors that came along with this film through production, through re-edits, through everything then you probably wouldn't have given it a 27% or a 35%. Now, some would call this a flop in the theater, and I can agree with that for the simple fact of numbers, is that it had a $60 million budget, and it only made $26.7 million at the box office. Now, the only thing that allowed this movie to break even was the home video, the VHS, and the DVD sales. I honestly feel that if they would have released the actual version of this film that Paul Anderson wanted to release, I think it would have done way better than cult status. I think it would have been up in masterpiece status. And, and, I'll, and I'll clue you in on that. I mean, by now, anybody in, in the horror community has heard of the bloody orgy from this film. It's a, a scene that was filmed that was completely cut because America are pussies and Paramount completely didn't have Paul Anderson's back on this. So for those of the uninformed that don't know what the bloody orgy is, it's pretty much this really graphic, violent, bloody just scene. Uh, I'll read to you a couple of the scenes that were cut from the film. There was a scene with a crew member sticking his fingers deep into the other one's eye sockets, a female crew member sodomizing other crew, male crew members with an iron pipe, which that actually made it into the theatrical cut but really toned down and it's really quick. You don't really see it. You'd really have to pause it frame by frame to see it. But in the original, it was a lot more violent. Trust me. There were also shots of the Event Horizon crew naked and covered in blood, having violent sex and raping and eating each other. There was an even more graphic, as if it wasn't graphic enough, an even more graphic version of the scene where he pulls out his intestines out of his mouth and another crew member is held and stabbed in the back of the head with a spike and part of his mouth and teeth drop out and other crew members crawling on the floor and they're hitting their legs with steel bars and smashing them to pieces and as they're crawling away they're leaving pieces of their legs behind and one girl has screws drilled into her teeth uh, another girl is held while her arm is broken with a hunk of metal. One more girl has her breast mauled and ripped off by another crew member. And it's this type of imagery that was shown to test audiences, but was cut because Paramount are a bunch of pussies. This scene alone would have made the entire Saw franchise look like it belonged on fucking Nickelodeon. And Paul Anderson was so dedicated to this scene alone that he hired amputees and porn stars to make the graphic rape scenes look real. Sick, but damn genius. 
And I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that if this version of the film had been released, I think it would have been better than Alien. I said it. Alien. But what we're left with is a watered down masterpiece. There are so many nods and Easter eggs in this film, it's outrageous. It was inspired by so many different things. And you could totally tell that it had that Clive Barker touch. And then it turns out that he did help it pre-production. If you've ever seen Hellraiser, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I mean, there's there's so many nods, like like Blade Runner references and Exorcist. You know, there was a scene taken out of the movie with with um, we're running up uh, the ladder upside down, just like in The Exorcist. There was just so many things about this film that it was almost like a love letter to horror and sci-fi. And a lot of people didn't pick up on that. This is honestly one of those films where you either get it or you don't. It's, it's almost like the clockwork orange effect. I mean, this film even goes as far as to kind of reference uh, the Dante's Inferno. How you have the nine circles of hell and then in the center is the actual hell. And that center of the nine circles represents the core where the gravity uh, drive is. But if you think about it, when, they're, when they call the meat grinder in the movie, uh, it, it kind of represents those circles. Because you have to go down, it's like a spinning corridor. And they have to go through it to get to the center. So... Dante's Inferno does apply here. Now, I've gone down one of those rotating platforms at a Ripley's, believe it or not, and you cannot walk straight. So when you see Lawrence Fishburne trying to, in the final act, try to run down that corridor, it's not in one take. It's actually in about nine or ten different short takes because he couldn't do it. And the filmmakers couldn't keep the, the camera steady. So it was a bunch of pieces just placed together to make that shot look as good as it did. And you can easily tell that the drive was designed to almost be like the puzzle box from Hellraiser. So you could you could really tell the, the Clyde Barker feel of it all. He had a little touch. So you could totally tell. And I think Paul Anderson loved Clyde Barker. And it, it, it completely shows in this film. Now, I had said before that it ran into a bunch of different problems. And when it comes to making a movie is that usually you're granted the 10 week editing process for a director. So you can make your final cut to submit to the studio. Unfortunately, Paul Anderson wasn't granted this because they were trying to rush this ahead of Titanic. They thought that they could squeeze another box office, you know, smash a hit movie out before Titanic came and then really cleaned up the box office setting worldwide records. Anyway, I digress. But Paul Anderson was given six weeks that, that's not enough for any film, but Paul pulled it off in four. Because of reshoots and the final act of the film wasn't even filmed yet, he ran into a bunch of different problems editing-wise. I think that it made the editing process easy when Paramount wanted you to cut your film essentially in half. Now, through all the trials and tribulations, this film, as watered down as it was, came out to be a complete masterpiece. To this day, there is nothing like Event Horizon out there. And it has done so much for the sci-fi and the horror genre, and it's, it's completely thankless. It's a thankless job that Event Horizon did. It inspired so much, like, you know, the, the PlayStation game Dead Space. You can totally tell that Event Horizon had its fingerprints all over it. And I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoy Dead Space so much is because it had that Event Horizon-ish feel to it. And I know I use the word underrated a lot in this episode, but facts are facts. Event Horizon is one of the most underrated gems in cinema history. It took every aspect and every trope 
of the horror genre and blended it perfectly with sci-fi. And to some extent, somewhat better than Alien did. Now, I know I'm going to catch a lot of shit for saying that, but facts are facts. If you watch Alien, for the most part, you're... I mean, it's a great movie. It, it gives you that claustrophobic feel, sure. And, and you know, the alien looks great. You know, Stan Winston did amazing on the, on the effects. But the effects in Event Horizon, I think, trump Alien any day of the week. Now, the CG effects in Event Horizon are a little dated, but, you know, we get, we've gotten better by far. I mean, we've all seen the Marvel movies. But for its day... It was completely state-of-the-art, and it was a no-name company. They couldn't afford, say, a, a Pixar or something like that. They didn't have the time to recruit any of the big names because the scheduling for this movie was so pushed forward. They wanted to rush it out, so they really took what they could get, and that wasn't much, but it came out great. I mean, for the for the opening shot alone with Sam Neill, you know, after he you know does his bathroom thing and looks out the window, that shot alone of the colony of, of all those space stations put together was three fourths of the special effects budget. That alone, wow! You have Sam Neill and and Lawrence Fishburne and the entire cast giving terrific performances. I mean, for a horror film, it's it's bloody terrific. And Sam Jackson and Sam Sam Jackson, yeah, that's it. Sam Neill and Lawrence Fishburne completely love their work on this film. They praise Event Horizon. Now, some films they praise higher than others, but Event Horizon is never forgotten from them. And that says a lot from, from high-paid actors because normally they, they neglect their horror roots. Like Johnny Depp doesn't talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. Brad Pitt doesn't talk about being in Freddy's Nightmares or Tales from the Crypt. It's just completely forgotten and shunned. And I don't understand that, but that's another episode. Now, Event Horizon is a very visually pleasing movie. They tried to use as much practical effect as they could because, well, they spent the budget on the CG. So they really went for that old school horror route. Now, if they would have went the CG route with, with the gore and the effects, I don't think it would have had the same feel as those practical effects because they looked amazing. Yes, even the, the laughable Dr. Weir, and when he's all cut up, you could tell it's a bodysuit. You can totally tell. But it still looked great. And speaking of the effects, if you look at the camera work, now if you're in film school and you're in cinematography, I want you to watch Event Horizon because it should be a prime example of how to do things another way when you're working in limited space on limited time with a limited budget. Some of the shots taken for this film they had to be done a certain way because the camera wouldn't fit in certain parts or they just were trying something different. This film is by far by the numbers. I, in a way, in a small way, it's, it's a trailblazer. It really is. There has never been another film like Event Horizon. Not since 1997 and not now in 2019. There's nothing like it. So I feel that everybody should go out of their way to find a copy of Event Horizon. And you'll be able to find it pretty cheap. DVD, you'll probably find it for like a dollar, two dollars. He'll go to Walmart, five dollar bin, whatever. Find a copy of it. I would prefer Blu-ray because you want the best visual and audio experience. And if you can, find the extended cut. It's not it's not the, the bloody gory, you know, cut version. But it, it adds a little bit more to the story. Not things that you really need, but things that are nice to have for the universe itself. It more or less builds on the connections to the characters 
you know, it's, it's not, like I said, it's not anything you need, but it's, it's nice. And when I say there's nothing like Event Horizon out there, I mean, you can just look at the visual style of the movie. I mean, it's completely like future goth. It's, it's really a one of a kind. The only thing that I can even put close to it would be maybe the real world in the Matrix and maybe Dark City. The confined claustrophobia of it all adds to the element of Event Horizon that I think sets it apart from other horror films. The only thing I could really compare it to would be maybe the original Alien, which, you know, I brought up before. So in case you're still listening to this episode, you can tell that I obviously adore Event Horizon and I would easily give it a 9 out of 10. To the entire story as a whole, I think that Event Horizon is the complete package, and I can find very few things wrong with it. You can nitpick at any movie, but Event Horizon will give you a hard time doing that. So I'm going to wrap up this episode. I could go on and on all day long about my love for Event Horizon, but uh, I'm not going to hold you people up anymore. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, you can catch us on Twitter at GorillaBrainPod. You can catch me at 8BitRay. If you don't agree with me, let me know. I, I mean, I'd love to hear from you guys. We are available everywhere from iTunes to Spotify to CastBox to PodCoin. Its numbers have been triple that of iTunes. So currently that is our most popular source to get our show. And we will be returning very shortly with a brand new episode of the Gorilla Brain Podcast, probably before Avengers Endgame drops this Friday. So look for that, and uh, we will catch you down the line. Did you really think you could destroy this ship? She's defied space and time. She's been to a place you couldn't possibly imagine. And now it is time to go back. I know. To hell. You know nothing.